Thank you for downloading this podcast from coracleonline.com, professional development specialists and supported by ShipServe, the world's leading e-marketplace for the buying and selling of ship supplies. You can find out more at shipserve.com. This episode is a special appeal podcast in which we talk with George Fulton and Kiran Nanjiani in Karachi about the horrendous situation of the floods in Pakistan. This is an issue which has potential wide-reaching consequences and as such we really encourage you to donate if possible. But more than that, we want to see if the maritime community can come up with creative ways to offer assistance and so please do leave your comments on shippingpodcasts.com. We know that Pakistan National Shipping Corporation, PNSC, has donated 2 million rupees. Please encourage your company to make their contribution. From the USA, you can text SWAT, S-W-A-T, to 50555 to donate $10 via the UN High Commission for Refugees. And in the UK, text GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 70707 to donate £5 via the Disasters Emergency Committee. We're joined today by Kiran Nanjiani, a broadcaster in Pakistan, and also George Fulton, who is also a broadcaster on the ground in Pakistan and a columnist for the Herald Tribune. Welcome to both of you today. Thank you for joining us. Could you possibly just explain exactly um, what the situation is at the moment, uh, several days after the floods first hit? Well, the numbers are, are not exactly clear as yet, and, and the official estimation uh, that the UN are quoting are 1,600 dead and uh, 14 million displaced. The Pakistani government uh, have increased the, the number to 20 million displaced, but the reality is that far more people will have lost their lives in the initial flood um, than the 1,600 uh, quoted by the UN. Uh, we just don't know the numbers as yet. However, the real danger is in, in the forthcoming uh, weeks and months ahead with the uh, waterborne diseases. Already we are hearing of epidemics of cholera, outbreaks of gastroenteritis, uh, typhoid, and the likelihood is that more people will die uh, after the flood than actually during the, the flood itself. Yeah, absolutely. The pictures are extremely misleading because whilst you can see all the water, and I'm sure everyone has seen those pictures, see, the problem is that with the flood, uh, all you can see is the water. You can't really see the devastation that lies beneath the water. The water that you are seeing, there's about 10 foot, if not more, of um, you know, you see treetops sort of surfacing from that from that water. So you see uh, what you don't see are the collapsed houses. What you don't see are the dead bodies and the dead, um, you know, animal bodies and the carcasses that are flowing in that water. What you don't see is the fact that some of that water could be electrocuted because electric poles have come down. Uh, and that is the devastation uh, which is the scary bit. I mean, the numbers are out there, 20 million, which is basically one in every 10 Pakistani has been affected by this. And it's all across our rural belt because the flood comes where there's a river. Where there's a river, there'll be agricultural land and agricultural storage. Where there'll be agricultural storage, there's a lot of storage of food and 
and it's all gone. It's all been destroyed. And are there any agencies working on the ground at the moment dealing with those issues? Yes, uh, Oxfam uh, and Save the Children, Water, um, Water Aid are, are, are on the ground as well as uh, other local NGOs as well. But, uh, the, but at the moment it's very difficult to get to some of these areas um, because ri- bridges have been uh, cut, um, have been destroyed, roads have been destroyed. So actual access to a lot of the, the devastated areas is quite hard for them to get to. So at the moment, uh, they're relying heavily on the, the, the Pakistani army uh, to, to get access to basics, you know, sanitary uh, and food and water to the, to the areas. And am I right in thinking that this is an area covering the size of England, the equivalent of the size of England? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, the number of acres, the actual number uh, I, I lose right now, but the problem is it's, it still increases, you see. Even today, another few villages have just been eaten up by the flood because the water continues to flow downwards and it's flowing south now. And it's run all across of Pakistan from the north, from Kashmir, heading down south. How does this compare, just to put it into perspective, uh, with other massive disasters that we've had in recent months, such as the tsunami and also the earthquake in Haiti? Yeah, again, it's, 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 it's bigger. I mean, these are, this is not something that I'm saying. You can look it up at UN. It's bigger. Again, there's no measure of a human life. So I can't say that, oh, this tragedy is worse than that. Every tragedy is, is horrible. But the scale of it is certainly bigger than... The one in Haiti, tsunami, and the earthquake that happened in South Asia, primarily in Pakistan in 2005. But you see, the difference is that, you see, the the, the unfortunate thing about flood is that it's not, if you may permit me to say, it's not as sexy, it's not as exciting as uh, an earthquake is. An earthquake throws things up. You see devastating images of things broken with a flood, it's a silent killer because, A, the water covers all the devastation, so people can't actually see how bad it is. And secondly, it's water that's not going away for a while. It's water that's displaced 20 million people. So the, the, the effects of that end up being more long-term than immediate. And how has the international community responded so far? Uh, look, the response of the international community has been abysmal, but... Uh, you know, I, I can't sit, I, I can only sit over here and say that I hope things change, but, um, leadership comes from the top and our leaders haven't set a very good example. If my leader, my president is sitting in his French chateau, uh, then obviously the message he's sending out is that, oh, everything's fine over here. When actually he is absolutely ignorant as to the level of the damage that's happened here. So he's done a lot of damage to his own people. Well, I, th- um, at the moment, the U.S. I think has given two, uh, around 260 uh, million dollars, which, in comparison to the aid that they gave to the Haiti earthquake, which affected 3.3 uh, 3 million people, was at 3.3 billion dollars. Um, the UN have uh, have given four, four, 450 uh, million dollars, and uh, I think. The UK have, have, has given a, a considerable amount, $30 uh, million. Um, so money is coming in, but it isn't to the extent uh, that is needed 
for, for this kind of uh, catastrophe. It, and it is be, that money going to the people who need it? Um, well, uh, at the moment, we can't say. Um, but obviously, the, the, in the past, there have been accusations of corruption, uh, of money donated to the government that have been siphoned off and uh, absorbed by uh, various um, government uh, ministers. But um, uh, certainly money going to the major uh, national um, aid agencies and uh, the, the local NGOs is being used for the flood victims. What would you like to say to the international community? What should they be doing to help? And in particular to our audience, the shipping community, what can the shipping community do to help? Well, that's the thing. Uh, at the moment, I wouldn't look at our leaders. I would look at the country at large. There are people that are suffering over here. And there are people like me and a lot of us over here who can do something. And we are trying our best. But this is beyond anyone's imagination. The scale is just... It's mind-blowing at the moment. And, and I can understand the skepticism that comes, you know, towards Pakistan. But at the moment, we're talking to humanity. We are not talking to people of any religion, any sect. We are talking to people who are hungry. We are talking, I mean, there's just the, the, the kind of images which you see of children. Um, and, you know, if especially to the shipping community, I would say that, if you feel at this point that, you know, you don't want to give a monetary, um, you know, you don't, want, you don't want to help like that, can you help with in kind? Can you help with medicine? At the moment, medicine, cholera is just on the rise at the moment because it's all this stagnant water. There isn't any clean water. Clean water and milk, milk for children is so important right now. Medicine is so important right now. Yes, you know, there, there are phases. There's rescue, there's rehab, and there's reconstruction. We are still in the rescue phase. The rescue phase is the phase where we need relief goods. At the moment, you are looking at 2 million people. Uh, sorry, there's a 2 million, 20 million people who are starving. And you are looking at just two meals for them is at the moment very difficult. And uh, just um, what, what, what is the danger if the international community doesn't help out and doesn't get involved who is going to help these people and does this pose a risk that would affect us all absolutely i'm really glad you brought this up because this is a very a scary phenomenon so you see here's what's happening uh when uh the floods hit the first there are two major there were two major people who stepped forward one was the Pakistan army, where the Pakistan army came forward and they started helping people. But the second one was not any NGO, which you saw. The second one were militant, militant organizations. So these militant organizations use this time because they come forward and they, they planned. I mean, they know how to mobilize. And then, so they come forward at this time and they have the money. So they come forward with food to people. And what do they start doing? They start telling those people that, look, your government hasn't come forward for you. We have. And that's where the brainwashing starts. And really, you're talking to people who are hungry. When you're talking to people who are hungry, these are not people who can rationalize. When you give them food and sustenance, basically, the brainwashing starts from that. So it is extremely dangerous at this point to rely on these people who are creating their network as we speak. 
So what we want is that if the government or the international community, as was the case in the earthquake, that they were coming forward, it even fosters a more positive image of the West where they understand that these are people who are coming forward and helping the Pakistanis. Well, I think the danger is that, that, that Pakistan already is in a precarious situation uh, domestically. Um, and with the fact that it's, you know, the, the Indus has flooded and has flooded all four provinces of, of this country, there is a danger that we will go from being a failing state to a complete failed state. And uh, as a result, the law order situation will worsen. Uh, extremist groups will um, use this as an opportunity to recruit um, uh, for their own political gains. And remember, this is a country that has nuclear power, uh, arms. So there is always the danger that, that we could have a coup or a revolution. And I, and I hope I'm not being... Um, uh, alarmist in saying that. Um, I, I, I seriously think that, that there is a danger that we could have some called some kind of um, social revolution in this country unless uh, aid is uh, brought in quickly because we are seeing one in ten Pakistanis affected by this flood. 20 million people. Mm. Uh, that's a lot. So actually for, for the responsibility for the international community is not just to help hungry people, but also it's important to prevent the further radicalization of ordinary Pakistanis. Absolutely. Just the way the urban community in Pakistan needs to step up, because see, the urban community at the moment, that's what we're trying to do, create, stir the urban community, because they feel that this is not affecting them, this is only rural Pakistan. Of course it's not, because when your fruit goes away, which has been wiped out, when your crops go away, the prices are going to go up. Inflation is going to hit you. So it is going to, the unemployment rate is going to go up because all these people have been displaced and they're going to start moving to the cities. And then what's going to happen? And when they start moving to the cities, the crime rate will go up because the unemployment level is going to go up. So just the way it's affecting people here, and this is the time when people are going to be so vulnerable, is when these militant organizations will step in. And this is the responsibility of all Pakistanis and the international community to make sure that they don't don't step in making this disaster an opportunity for them. In fact, this is the time to make this disaster an opportunity for the world because then they can say that, well, international help is out there. We are the ones who helped you. And hence, you know, it will create a more positive image and really stop, stop these militants. I mean, this is the time to do it because the long term of this is extremely scary. So what do you think is the most important message that you would like to get across to the shipping community in particular, but also the international community at large? Um, I think the message would be to, 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 to donate, and, and, to, to, but, and that doesn't mean just um, donate uh, money. It can be goods, um, it could be time, um, it could be your resources, um, certainly the shipping community, uh, Karachi is, is a large port city. Um, we desperately need um, non-perishable food items coming into Pakistan because at the moment the danger is that a, a lot of um, the urban areas have been donating and that is causing uh, uh, um, inflation in the markets and with the um, flood having damaged and destroyed all the crops of Pakistan and the harvests, uh, we are 
in danger of having hyperinflation in this country along the lines that Argentina saw a few years back. So um, any resources that you can spare uh, at this time, I know obviously it's a difficult time for the world economy um, and there's austerity measures throughout the world, but um, this is something that, that will affect the rest of the world in one way or the other if it isn't um, brought under control. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, that was a very passionate plea. And I think you stated your case very eloquently. And we thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you. Thank you for having us.